DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hot Takes Your Toast is brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair, it's 2021, and you don't have to. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore thick hair permanently. Just text HAIR to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment. Or visit www.utahairmd.com. All right, PK, we got time for the question of the day here, and we got people on our uh, social media here, Facebook, reacting to the how sad is it that several Ohio State players are opting out in the Rose Bowl. Let's hear from Kirk Herbstreet. You mentioned it in the last segment, but for people just joining us, uh, he had a media availability, and there were a lot of questions about the playoff games, but also about there was some about the Rose Bowl, and and that's when uh, he got going and definitely got your attention. I just don't buy into this this narrative of meaningless bowl games. These teams have always had goals. The high-profile teams have always had goals to get to the championship or to get to a certain bowl. Um, and it doesn't happen all that often. But you don't throw in the towel and say, well, we didn't accomplish our goals, so we're not real happy about going to this bowl, but you know, we're going we're gonna to go. Uh, I was on a team that did that. We lost to Michigan in 1990. And back in those days, you fell way down. And we went to the Liberty Bowl. And we had players on our team that were basically bad-mouthing the city of Memphis and the Liberty Bowl publicly to the media. And we went down to Memphis, and they, they hated us. And I don't blame them, you know, for the things that were said um, after that Michigan loss. To me, I get being upset. I get like, hey, we didn't accomplish our goal. We didn't beat our rival. We didn't go to the Big Ten Championship. We didn't go to the playoff. Um, but, hey, man, we're going to the Rose Bowl. Like, it's the Rose Bowl. You know, we used to have to try to deal with the consolation prize of the Citrus Bowl. But this is the Rose Bowl. And, you know, maybe these players that, that are struggling to understand it, maybe when they get out there and they get out on that field, maybe it'll it'll dawn on them like why this bowl is different or why it's unique. Um, and I, I hope they do. You know, I, I, I get being disappointed, but you got to shake it off and move on to the next game, you know, and, and get the bad taste out of your mouth. I, I just, it, it's not like because we have a playoff that teams before a playoff didn't achieve their goals and still went to play at their bowl game and look forward to it. I, I, I don't get it. I never will. If you're a competitor, you like to play in a game and let, let alone a hundred thousand seat stadium and a rating, a ranking or a TV rating that'll be as high as a semifinal. Um, my God, there's the, the tradition, which I know doesn't today's player doesn't really get that. But uh, I think you do once you get there and you, you get into that stadium, I think you start to feel it a little bit more. But I, I hope this isn't our new norm. I, I hope it's, it's uh, you know, just an era that we'll somehow get out of. But I, I think, um, I think the, the, the quote of meaningless bowl games, it, you know, is, is the Akron game a meaningless game in September? You know, are we just going to pick and choose where a game has meaning? Um, your team is playing an effing game. Like it matters. You go play and you go compete your ass off. That's what you do. That's your job. Um, I don't get meaningless. I never will. 
And there's Kirk Herbstreet sticking up for tradition. I think he's right when he says the players don't get the tradition. And it's also for a lot of players, well, not a lot of players, for a lot of, for some of the high-end players, they treat it like the minor leagues. And, and I think that at its core is what bugs Kirk Herbstreet. I think he bugs them that they're opting out. I don't, I don't buy that they don't get the tradition. What is different about these players than before? So in the, in the 1970s, uh, they got the 60s tradition. So the 1970s players were better, more have more character than today's players. I mean, that's an easy thing to say, but I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all. Uh, this The opportunity to play in the playoff for a few select teams, and then they don't get in the playoff, so they figure why. Why bother? Uh, I think they they fully know what they're passing up, but they've made the decision, and people and their handlers and all that have made the decisions or helped them make the decision, don't play in this game. I think the bigger point here is you get to decide that this is a meaningless game. And his point wasn't the Akron game in which you beat them 59-7. to And Akron was 2-10. and You were never going to lose that game. Why risk playing in that game? And then the next three weeks after that, they had a bye, so the next three games were Rutgers, Maryland, and Indiana. Those teams in the Big Ten were like a combined 5-22, and 5-23, and 23, somewhere in that range. Indiana literally lost every conference game it played. Isn't that meaningless? Why would you play that? And clearly that game is not even close to as big as the Rose Bowl. Why would you play in that? You could be injured. That's a meaningless game. You are never going to lose to Akron, Rutgers, Maryland, and Indiana. And then they played Penn State after that, after the Indiana game, and they won by nine. So you're good to go on that one. Sure. But you should you should start to pick and choose which games are meaningless. Why, why wait to the last one? You could have had a whole month there in which you could have trained for the NFL. So you should do that. I actually want to see more of it then. If we're going to decide that this game is meaningless, let's not stop with this this game. Let's pick these dog games. Wasn't it Riley Nelson who got hurt against Weber State? I mean, that was a meaningless game, and that altered the trajectory of his entire season. He shouldn't have played in that game. right? Where does it end? I think it's easier for him to end it at the end with the bowl games than it is to pick and choose sure. along the way. Not no question. That, not that we should, I guess, completely rule out picking and choosing along the way. Uh, and, and guys have been rested in games when teams knew they could win. So there's probably some examples of that happening. Yeah, but that's the coach's decision, not the player's decision. Yeah, well, with NIL and a free transfer going forward, I wonder how much more uh, say the players are going to have. Um, but you're right, largely that has been a, a coaching decision. Maybe sometimes it's been made in conjunction with the players, but still a coaching decision. At the end of the season, the die is cast. And probably this has been triggered by coaches opting out of bowl games too. It's not just the players. Uh, players see coaches opting out, and then they see a, a player hurt. I mean, the odds are you aren't going to get hurt. But that doesn't do you any good if you are the guy who does get hurt. And Ohio State didn't opt out. Ryan Day didn't opt out, so that doesn't apply. Uh, it doesn't apply just in that particular case, but I think across the industry, players are aware that coaches opt out. And they do it because it's best for them. It's not best for the team, but it's best for them to get on to their, their new job. And so 
I mean, that mindset, it's new to the Rose Bowl, but it's sure not new to postseason. I mean, this has been, what, five years now building building yeah, up to this? That, that's, so somebody in Stanford in 2017 did it, so I can do it. Mm-hmm. If somebody plays on the freeway, should I play on the freeway? <laughs> I mean, where's that in? Probably, probably not. It's because but your friend saw, jumps off a cliff. You should too. We saw a bunch of youths opt out of the uh, Alamo Bowl. I mean, what the there's hell lots does it have examples. to do with the Rose Bowl? That has nothing to do with the Rose Bowl. Okay, well now you're picking and choosing which game is meaningful and meaningless. Obviously, yes, and I stand by it. The Rose Bowl is meaning is meaningful. If that if you think that's a negative, wow. <laughs> yes, I actually think the Rose Bowl is extremely uh, meaningful. So yes. Put me down as guilty. If if that's your t- definition of guilty, yes, I am. And I'm boldly doing it, and I'm loudly doing it. There's no question I'm doing it. Yes, I agree 100%. So the argument in the past, which you've signed off on, but maybe not now, who pays Chris Olave if he gets hurt? I mean, he's from San Ysidro. Who he plays Chris Olave and gets hurt from, against Akron? He didn't Who come plays for money. Against, against Rutgers, against Maryland, against Indiana. You are going to win those games guaranteed. Who pays if Chris Olave gets hurt in those games? But now his draft status is much more established than it was oh, at no, the start of the season. That's not true at all. His draft status has been solid for two years now. Come on. We know his name. You couldn't even name me the other two receivers at Ohio State until this year, but yet you knew Alave's name. You've known Alave's name for a couple of years now. That's not true. He could have made money last year if he if he so chose to. And I don't I don't buy that. He didn't he didn't need this season to solidify his draft status. He could improve his draft status, but he didn't need it to solidify it. Well, improving it makes him more money. So sure. it is it is a risk. But just you said risk solidify. Case. You didn't say improve. Just okay. So I'll change that from improve to solidify or for solidify to improve. Well, you can't allow me to make your arguments for you. Then Why you're not? guaranteed to win. Oh, it's a good strategy by me then. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares how I you agree. win as long as you win? True. Very true. I can't argue on that. And I love to argue. Rats. <laughs> <laughs> so I, Herb, Herb's, Herbie's point I think is well taken and and if these guys want to do that so be not, I'm not denying their right to do that to do whatever really I mean they it irritates right everybody because the Rose Bowl is so much fun and it's yeah. just been more fun and more enjoyable than the other bowl games because it's always had such high-quality teams. It's been around longer than the other Bulls. It's at a time when we're free to watch it, and the other Bulls may or may not be. And so it sucks when it's the one impacted. It just means we're sprinting towards the 12-team playoff. It's going to happen. We're going to have a couple more years, two more, four more. You know, the contracts got opt-outs. Who knows how that'll play out. But it seems like the Rose Bowl is going to end up being a quarterfinal game locked into this time slot, so the sun will always go down at halftime and the San Gabriels can look like a million bucks. And if, if they could try and put a big, big 10 or Pac-12 team in it, great. That's one of the other Rose Bowl traditions that just kind of faded over time. Uh, not, 
Not completely. No, you're right. Not completely. I mean, I mean it's rare that it's not. So uh, the thing about it is, is Herb Street makes a lot of points. When you think it, – it's like the thing I've been saying. I said it yesterday. When you look at Kobe and Jordan, I mean, the, the quote word lost. They lost way more than they won. And for generations, you – were not playing for to win the national title in the Rose Bowl, but yet you still played, right? Because you're going. There's no team, even Alabama, is going to lose more than it wins in terms of winning the national title, right? Even if they won four in a row, they're not going to. There's going to be a five-year period in which they don't win. So what becomes meaningless and what becomes meaningful? And he brought it up in his day. <laughs> he said the consolation prize wasn't the Rose Bowl. It was the Citrus Bowl. I don't think he said it in that uh, three-minute thing we he played. Did. He, he did. He yeah, did. He mentioned oh, it. Okay. Yeah, he did. Okay. And so, so, so he just crapped on the Citrus Bowl. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> Which, who knows what the Citrus Bowl is called now. Uh, I don't even know what, you know, they morph in with the advertisers' names and you can't remember them. Uh, so. Right, but the point is that was still a New Year's Day game, and those games tend to get played on New Year's morning. I think one of them moved this year, but they tend to get played on New Year's morning before the Rose Bowl, and they've they've got those games, the Gator Bowl and Tam- Tampa, Orlando, and Jacksonville's NFL stadiums all. Well, two of them are NFL stadiums. Orlando's not. I guess that's the Citrus Bowl, and they uh, and they play those on New Year's Day, and it's usually ranked teams. It's usually pretty good deals. And and so you play for the fourteen playoff. Why would you do that then? Because you, now you have to play two games. Well, who's going to pay Chris Olave if he got hurt in the semifinal or the final? Yeah. So if you're going on that logic, that's even that's, worse. That's there's no question. There's a risk there. I guess unless you lose the semifinal and you only play one game, but there's still well, why some would you allegiance do that? because there's some allegiance to the team and the team is trying to win a championship and championships matter over time. But now when you go to the other bowl games, you're not playing for the championship anymore. You're playing in a constellation game, and my allegiance to the team isn't that strong. And I'm not willing to risk the NFL money for that. I'll risk it for the championship, but I won't risk it for the consolation game. And then why work out? You could pull something. Why get out of bed? You can get by a car. And where does it end? Right now it ends in players not playing in bowl games. The Rose Bowl. And another thing is a byproduct of this is we can already hear. If Utah wins, yeah, well, whoop de Ohio State didn't have their guys. Paul yeah. Feinbaum will say it. I'll put money on it. <laughs> yeah. So it's, they're already downgraded. The granddaddy. Yeah, to me, if I were Whittingham and I kind of know him, I would use this. Look at these guys, man. They're disrespecting you. We're all excited. We got more guys that have declared for the draft so far than Ohio State, and every one of them is going to play. Right? So, look at them. He can use it to tweak guys. Get a little extra adrenaline flowing right before the game. They're disrespecting us so much, they don't even want to play. And our guys, I mean, who's going to pay if Nick Ford gets hurt? Uh, Frothingham, Britton Covey, Devin Lloyd. Because with this COVID thing, 
eligibility never runs out, apparently. And so you're always getting an opportunity to come back. Everybody can come back, right? There's, no, there's like five true realistic seniors. This is it in the whole country, I think, this it's, year. Uh, it's six <laughs> years to play five. It used to be five years to play four. But now for a whole group of players, about five years' worth, it's six yeah. years to play five. It's actually uh, seven because you can play in four games and not have it count. So, uh, so you you get uh, two years back, uh, but th- all these guys are leaving and they're choosing to play. Who's going to pay for them? The, the problem is it, every argument that you have has a major hole in it. Nobody wants to be Jake Butt, and he's the one guy. He's the guy, right? He's the guy people are always going to point to. Also, Jalen Smith from Notre Dame blew out his uh, knee. And did they die? Are they not making money? Did they not play in the NFL? Uh, Jake Butt did play in the NFL. Didn't have the career he was projected so did, to have, so but he Smith, did play in the NFL. But both of them are out now. Well, yeah, the average lifespan of the NFL guy is three years. So if you played, played four years, you beat the average lifespan. That's pretty good. If the average lifespan of the American male is 77 and I lived to 85, I beat the odds. That's pretty good. I mean, whatever it might be. So I just don't know that you can live your life in fear of, well, this this bad thing may happen, so I can't do this. I mean, where where does that end? At I mean, the college football playoff right now. These guys. It used to end at the Rose Bowl, but not anymore. You better not do anything. You, you better not go out at uh, drinking at, at one in the morning because – Bad things happen then. You know, where does it where does it all end? And you better use protection every time you get intimate because you don't want uh, to be paying all sorts of money because if it's 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 obviously a money decision, right? And and I wonder what what they make on that one <laughs> as we get close to closing time. You know, a lot of these players have kids. Uh, and then you start having multiples through multiples, you're losing money. So who's going to pay fill-in-the-blanks money on that one? You know, Because it's a money decision, right? Because you already said who's going to pay Chris Olave's money if he gets hurt. Yeah, I think well, it's so, definitely a money decision. Right. So where, where does it end on that? We don't track any of that. Now, we know in certain segments the out-of-wedlock statistics are very high. Individual players will go to great lengths to keep that from being tracked. They will yeah. set up well, bank accounts at other banks. with Because if it's money, if it's a money decision, well, you shouldn't be doing that because you could lose money, right? It's the risk they're willing to take, <laughs> and they're not willing to take the Rose Bowl risk in four cases. There's plenty of Ohio State guys who are, and I don't think those are going to be the only guys who are drafted, but we'll see how that plays yeah. out. I, I think it stinks. I, I think, uh, but I mean, I support their right to do it. So they certainly have the right to do it. That's not the issue. That's not the issue at all. So even if I disagree with them, I support their right to make decisions that they feel are in their best interests. So I'm not criticizing that. Uh, Herb Street's going strong. He's going far stronger than I am, actually. 
You know, you've got an effing game. Go play your ass off. To quote him, <laughs> right? Yeah, he got all sorts of worked up. So he makes it sound like the he doesn't support their decision, their right to make that decision. I don't know. He didn't really get into that. So they certainly have the right to do it. It's just it's it's not about any individual. It's more about the system and how much it stinks, and that the Rose Bowl, for decades, it was the pinnacle for uh, twenty teams. However, I assume the Big Ten had ten. Uh, I don't know, they don't now, obviously, but for twenty teams, it was literally the number one goal. And now I get that it's not the number one goal. But it's basically to the level of the potato bowl or whatever bowl to where it just doesn't mean that much. Wow. That's that's what sucks. But that's the world we live in. A lot of individuals spent a lot of time and a lot of effort and built something up great that a lot of people benefited from. And we're always taught, you know, pay it forward and all that and leave something better than you found it. And I think the fact that that principle is getting violated is why so many people are upset right now. But the game's changing, and nobody's really been responsible for the sport. There have been a lot of actors who have partial responsibility for the sport, but there's no commissioner, there's no guru at the top. And so leagues have been acting out of self-interest, taking teams out of other leagues. Coaches have been acting out of self-interest, leaving teams before the season is over. ADs have been acting out of self-interest, firing coaches before seasons are over and hiring away other people's coaches. But it's the players we watch, so it really hits home when the players act out of self-interest and don't play in what used to be a special game. Sure, and why would Alave even play this year? Because he could have gone, I don't know what his status is grade-wise, but you've got to be out of high school three years. Like Sewell last year with the COVID, Mm -hmm. he decided not to play. Because he knew he was going to be a high pick. Shouldn't these guys be doing that? Well, I mean, we always discuss that when, when players come back or they don't come back. And it is a risk with their health. And they are risking. And you get the insurance policy so that offsets some of the risk. But the insurance policy isn't going to cover everything. I mean, Kyle Van Oy is having a spectacular career. He's beaten all the three-year odds and projections. He risked it all coming back for BYU, and I think we were all surprised when he did that. He'd already gotten to a level we thought, well, this guy's ready to go. And it wouldn't have been that shocking if Devin Lloyd had gone last year. So he's played, you can argue he's played a whole season. There's been a whole, and Herb Street, at a different point in there, was acknowledging, hey, you know, Lloyd, Lloyd could have gone, and he didn't, and he came back to do exactly what they're doing, win the Pac-12 and go to the Rose Bowl and improve his draft stock along the way. Not solidify, improve PK. True. Because I think he was already solid. Yeah, now he, he's he was going to get drafted. Yeah, he was going to get drafted. Maybe he would have been a second day guy, and now he looks like he's going to go in the first round. And oh, for sure, yes, he's a big yeah. time stud. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK. There's where it sits, and it sounds like the only thing that's going to change this is the playoff going to twelve and the Rose Bowl being part of that. All right, DJ and PK. It's ninety-seven five at twelve eight of the zone. Coming up, Pace Manion. Former Ute and Jazz player at 8 o'clock, Jay Stevens, host of Locked on Buckeyes at 8.30 to talk about what the Buckeyes are going to look like now without these four guys. And Josh Newman, Utah beat writer for the Salt Lake Tribune at 9 o'clock. That's all ahead right here on 97.5 at 12.80 The Zone.